Hello? Nick, I can't see you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Cubs on Tap. I'm Joey Ricotta. Joey knows nothing. We are Cubs on Tap at Cubbies on Tap on Twitter. Joined by Nick Hudson at Nick underscore on tap. Ron Luce was at the park tonight, so he's not on this show. If I sound like I'm happy, I'm not. And if you want optimism, you might find that later in this episode. But if you're looking for that, like, immediately, this is not the show for you. Come back maybe in 20 to 25 minutes. Nick, Cubs blow another one. 8-6 against the, the Pirates. Looked like they were going to make a comeback. As Chris uh, on Twitter, I was ch- chatting up with him a little bit on there. I didn't like his tone. I told him, I was like, I don't like your tone. He's like, this is the multiple fake rally night for the Cubs. Um, it turned out to be that way. Nick, how are you doing, my friend? Not great. Not doing great. This has been a disappointing stretch of baseball at the most crucial time. Um, yeah, doing pretty bad. Tonight was one of those losses that kind of just beat you down. You've had a couple like just heartbreakers. This is one that just kind of it beats you down because that ninth inning home run just really sealed the deal. I think they had like a 98% chance to win at that point. And you saw they came back in the bottom of the ninth. They, they have fight, but it just ends up being where they gave up too much. If you give up a three spot above you, then it's hard to come back. So disgusted i'm bewildered i'm shocked i'm a thousand different things i'm just very yeah i'm lost at this point with this cubs team it's getting scary scary that's a good word for it scary it's getting scary scary in the attic scary in the attic and speaking of the attic say suzuki's pitched the last one uh to him that called him out on strikes i don't know if it was high or not it looked like it was high the marquee graphic showed that it was high uh, but you know, you look at Savant and there was a couple pitches like that. It looked like the, the zone that they were showing was just lower than it should have been all night. So who knows? And Ross looked upset, but he didn't come out there. He didn't show that fire. He didn't come out there and start yelling and they can see better than really anybody. The side view is what really shows you the best on those high and low pitches. But nonetheless, man, I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm done. I don't care. I don't care if it was a strike. I don't care if it was a ball. You lost another game. You have not won a series since the Giants series. We have The Cubs have lost 10 of their last 13 games. That's the title of this show. I don't care if it's the Pirates. I don't care if it's the Rockies. I don't care if it's the Diamondbacks. I don't care who it is. And these are teams, by the way, that you should be taking care of. The, the Diamondbacks are a good team. The other teams, you're at home. You're at home facing the Pirates. And you just put up 27 runs in a three-game series against the Pirates. And you lost two of three. You lost two of three when you put 27 runs. Can't happen. Can't happen. No. Uh, what are we doing, Nick? Like, what, what are we doing? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and say the season's over. It's not over. I understand that. We got time. The, the the momentum is not – this is the totally the wrong time for this. Yeah, totally, yeah. I, I feel like expectations, once you get to this point in the season, they've changed. Yeah. They've changed. The color changed the expectations. What, what was your season prediction? Do you remember, like, that first show? Because I remember mine, like, close to it. What was your – do you remember your preseason, like – 
win proje- projection. Yeah. You remember? Remember, it was pretty bold. It was pretty bold. It was really out there. I was way off, but I had predicted 90 wins out of the Cubs team. So I mean, you you would have been okay. They had a shot at it until they had a shot. The right. thing is, you know, I was thinking about it. Right when they got to one and a half games of the Brewers, they just shit the bed all the way through. Mm-hmm. They just fell off the table. Um, things have not gone right. They got so close, and now ten steps backwards. And it's like at the worst time too. And another thing I was thinking of is the whole strength of schedule thing, you know, strength of schedule. You heard that a lot. It, I was a little scared about it and look what happened. Like you had teams that you were supposed to beat at your own house and couldn't take care of them. And now you're in this mess where there's a lot of teams competing for those spots for the wild card in that NL race. It's very tight and it's just going to get tighter. And now, like you mentioned, you're going to have Milwaukee and the Braves, like, it's gonna be tough. It's not as easy as it could have been. So I'm scared. I'm getting a little scared at this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a good word for it. Uh, Scott here in the comments, as always, our good friend Scott Crawford. Uh, he said, "I'm too sober to have watched that game." Kind of agree. I, I think I need something to drink at this point, and I've got two waters next to me, only because I, I have to work tomorrow. And I know you do too. So. <laughs> It's not because if I start drinking one, it's going to taste too good. And let's just drown the misery out. And I'm not going to work tomorrow. I, I, that's how I feel. So, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know what we do with this team. I mean, I, in, in one sense, I'm super happy that they were able to put up the fight that they did tonight. Like the multiple fake rally, you know, make a joke of it. That's how it felt. That's exactly what ended up turning out to be the case. But they showed fight. They did show fight, and I'll give them that, and I love that aspect of them. This is not a team that's not entertaining. They don't have that problem. This is this is entertainment value at its highest in its highest form uh, from a baseball perspective, fan standpoint, right? To me, at this point, it's too much entertainment value. <laughs> we we've gotten enough entertainment value to last two seasons worth. Um, not the last two seasons, but like in just this one season, we have gotten like two seasons worth of entertainment value, I feel like. So I think at this point, I want more entertainment value at the postseason. I, I don't like right now, we should be taking care of business. Yes, they're they're a, ma- they're a major league team. Like the Pirates are not, you can't just slouch on them. And I don't think the Cubs are doing that by any means, but the pitching is letting them down um, here in the bullpen and, and yeah. guys that you really relied on for, for most yeah. of this season, right? Merriweather, that three-run homer that was allowed. And you said to me, you know, this could be Hendricks's last start, regular season start at Wrigley. That's how you want it to end? I don't think he pitched – I don't think he pitched bad. No. He, he grinded through this outing. He didn't have his best stuff. But that's how we—that's how we're going to look at this. And, I mean, there were some mistakes in the field too. There really were. Like that—that that Ian Happ ball that he kind of slid for didn't look like he needed to, in my opinion. I don't know what that was. I mean, he's had some some issues out there. Love Ian Happ. He has had some weird plays this season out there. That's what it is. Like you know, we're we're huge Ian Happ fans. 
at least I, you know, I am, I've been a hat believer. I, I don't know, man. And then the, not hitting the cutoff man. And then Nico makes a great play on the relay, cuts down the runner at home. Great play. Jan throws it. Maybe he could have ran down the runner, caught him in a pickle, but he threw it to Master Boney. And then Master Boney absolutely should have ran down the runner at second base. Mm-hmm. You want to keep him at second base if you're not going to – don't let him get to third. He no. throws it too soon, and he makes a wild throw, and it goes into right field. You know, it's it's this is this is baseball. This is not this is not um, this is what they teach the lower levels that how to do rundowns. Like, I feel like it, we're in. They getting themselves in this situation where it's. I don't know if the the, the pressure is too much in certain sure. sets of some of the players. Yeah. Not going to say that that's what's happening. I don't, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that that's happening. Master Boney's never been here before, though. So, like, for someone like him, yeah, could have easily been the case, right? So, yeah, I don't know, Nick. What are your thoughts, man? I, I just kind of went on a little mini rant there because um, it's a lot of thoughts right now. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of thoughts. I mean, it's pretty speculative, but the wheels could be coming off at the end. It's a long baseball season. We talked about when you're putting pressure on your bullpen a lot over and over, night in and night out, sometimes towards the end of the season, the arms can be you know tired, and I think we're starting to see a little fatigue out of the arms. I'm seeing a lot of, like not like you said, not as sharp in the field as they once were. Um, I think it's a lot of mental mistakes, a lot of just not being there fully. It's a long season. It's a lot of games, and it's been not a very easy ride for this Cubs team. It's been a stressful uh, season. They've had moments where they thought they were going to be blown up and their team would just, you know, be done. Um, and then they rallied, and then I thought that they kind of lost steam once that they got that done. And, and it's it's like they need something, this last little push to get them over the finish line because it's right there. And that's, I think, what's the most infuriating thing we were in a spot where we were pretty comfortable. We had a nice, solid little lead. And then the Diamondbacks came and just screwed that all up. So it's it's tough. I'm, I'm, I'm trying really hard to like be optimistic and try to see this from a good light. But like you said, the fight's good, but win the game. Like take care of it. Just take make your life easier because it's just going to get harder down the stretch. It really is. And if these guys truly are tired, I don't see any like relieving in sight. Like I don't see what's going to make this better. Uh, It's going to be adrenaline. That's what usually guys are running on at this time of the year and through October is adrenaline because you know, it's, it's a very long season. So yeah, I mean, I'm not like, I don't want to be too hard on this Cubs team because it's not a team that like you, you just go, Oh, this is a disaster. The whole year has been off. This has been a really successful season. I've, I've thought I've really enjoyed what I've seen a lot of progress and stuff, but right now in this moment in time, we're not taking care of business and it's very frustrating for fans. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I think I don't want to be, too hard on them either. I really don't. And, and I think it, it's easy for me tonight to try to, I just, I needed to let off some frustration, Nick. I do. I do. We're watching losing baseball for two weeks, basically. Three and three and 10 in your last 13 games. Like I don't care who you are, what team you're a fan of. That's frustrating. Like, and imagine how they're feeling right now. I'm sure they're feeling the same yeah. way. 
and I and you know I don't want them to beat themselves up. Like please, like let's come out there and every game's in, and they've shown that fight. I don't think they are like in the locker room clubhouse beating themselves up. So uh, which I'm glad about. I think that they do come to every night and and with the same type of attitude and all that you know there's some there's some things though that's happening where it's like you know you you talked about the bullpen kind of running out of steam pitching running out of steam does seem to be the case hopefully they get some reinforcements here it sounds like alzali is going to try to return here soon um fulmer out hurts obviously too there's there's really it's not a lot of great options and and lighter junior hasn't been the same i mean this is kind of what we're dealing with where the guys that were your horses for all, for the whole entire season for the bullpen, or at least when they started to figure it out from, you know, June on or whatever the, the actual date is, somebody can go back and look at the date when the, the bullpen started to figure out, or they had like three, four guys that were really rocking and rolling for the entire season. But I don't know where they're getting that from. Like, I don't know where that's coming from. Stroman, nice, right? I mean, yeah. we'll see, man. But I, there's the little things there, too. Like, Dansby hasn't been as good at shortstop lately defensively yeah. for whatever reason. And that, that cost him tonight, too. And he came up huge with the single, RBI single, and then he had the two-run bomb late, tried to tried to push a little comeback there in the ninth. Again, a fake rally, though. He had a situation earlier in the game where would have been a big spot. I think it would have tied the game. It might have tied the game. I think it was 2-2 two to two at the time where he didn't come through. And not to say that he still didn't have a good night offensively. He really he really did. But I don't know, man. Like For, the, for a lot of the game until they started to get those fake rallies going, it felt like there was a lot of missed opportunities. And not just from runners in scoring position point. I thought there were some pitches that they could have absolutely demolished. Like there were some meatballs left over yeah. the plate. Oviedo was lack control at times, walking guys all over the zone. I mean, and then he got out of the, the one jam, a couple jams, pitches down the middle that were missing, you know, trying too hard. It seemed like you're pulling off of it. You're following it off down the left field line or yeah, like those are hittable pitches, man. Like, come on. Um, I don't know. I don't want to get six runs, six runs. The end of the day, six runs should get the job done. Right. So that's bullpen and defense. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're right for sure. I think it is okay to look at that though. There were a couple pitches I saw as well, just from the eyeball test that it looked like they were just on, like you said, following them back, following them over. Um, but they're just not, they're just not seeing the ball as sharp as they were before. And they're not, you know, when they're on, they're on, they're hitting everything and they're putting everything into play. And that's when you know that the team is firing on all cylinders is when they're they're just putting everything into play and going the other way with the ball. Um, but a lot of foul balls when they're just they're just off and that, you know, you saw that a lot tonight. So but the pitching, like you said, that's really that's really the main thing. And that's really the sucky part because it's the hardest thing to fix down the stretch. Because like you said, you have some reinforcements, but not many. And 
you got to look towards guys that weren't performing, that weren't your horses, that can kind of step up and, and take the load off of those guys that gave you a lot. I mean, let's be honest, they they did. Those guys that were in the bullpen that ended up being those guys, the leader who they used in a lot of tough matchups and stuff. So it's you got to find somewhere else where you're going to get hidden talent to come through and kind of carry you through this last little stretch here of baseball. Somewhere. Are, are you, are you questioning? I mean, I know lineup decision is one thing and we can always critique it pretty much every day. We, we, I feel like we do it every day yeah. and that's, you know, putting together the lineup isn't easy. Like, let's be real. All right. No matter what put together in that lineup, if it doesn't work out, somebody's going to be calling for a change the next day or two days from now, right? That's nature of the beast. So I'm not going to sit here and, and do this all the time because we I feel like we do. But Canario, I just feel like we're, we're – why aren't we riding that wave? Why yeah. aren't we riding that wave? You get somebody that – Christopher yeah. Morell is a great – point to this right like he's the he's the the evidence that a guy can come up while they're on a heater in the minor leagues get called up have immediate success and go on a little bit of a heater for a while sure the league's going to adjust to him and he's going to have to adjust to the league that's bound to happen that's that's pretty much every player that's ever ever played the game but canario could easily come in he had the huge grand slam the other day I don't understand. I know it's six runs, and I'm talking about offense, and we're talking about pitching, and totally changing the subject. That's that spark plug, though, too, right? Like that's yeah, part, that's part spark plug. I feel like exactly, yeah. And those six runs, they didn't happen early on. So if you're talking about a better lineup construction, maybe you put the nail in the coffin before the Pirates have a chance to get the, you know, their bats going. So. I think you're 100% right to bring that up. I've had a problem with the lineup. Um, I think a lot of people do. So the my issue is David Ross says, you know, we're going to play the guys that got us to where we are now. But then, you know, he goes and he plays Miles Mastroboni. And it's like – Yeah, did he get him there? <laughs> yeah, right? That's, that's what I'm saying. And, like, he hasn't been horrible the last two nights. That's for sure. Like, he hasn't been over, But – it's just it's frustrating because, like you said, you take a guy like Canario who just had that huge grand slam, and you can't ride that moment. You can't feel that. Like I want a manager to feel that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Just seems like he's very set in his ways with the construction of the lineup, and he punts a lot. I mean, I feel that. I feel like he punts a lot, and and what I mean by that is just. Not the best lineup for this time. This has to be every night you're putting out a lineup that wins because this is crucial, crucial baseball at this time. And I feel like a lot of times, like he just towards the bottom, he'll punt it away or it's not exactly what you want. There's always things that you can adjust and critique and, and the majority of people agree upon it. So it's like, I don't know what he's doing quite frankly, but that's a great way to put it is like early on, if they had the offense that they had throughout the entire game, this could have been a whole different outcome. I agree, man. You put a team like the pirates down early. They're not a team that's going to come back. 
Yeah. We've seen we've seen that when we've put when we played them earlier in the year. You get ahead of a team like the Pirates, it's over. They get down on themselves. Oh, it's another day at the ballpark. Right? That I think that's creeping in. They're a young team like that. They're not quite there, obviously. They're terrible record-wise. You let them get life throughout the game. Like, oh, we might sneak one tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's what they're kind of doing. They snuck two of them. They snuck mm-hmm. two of them in that series. And Canario, 14 runs the game that he was in. They scored 14 runs. Complete change of the lineup. And I love that David Snyder here, shoes, <laughs> shoes and flops fans, David Snyder, shoes and flops fans, love the YouTube name or um, here. He's like, Ross got the lineup right once all year. The first game of the series, Canario at DH, Hap at leadoff, Belly at the third spot, Suzuki cleanup. Should have kept that the rest of the year. Of course, Ross didn't. When you put up 14 runs, man, a lot of good comments in here too. We'll get to them, but. Um, yeah, when you have that production, why change it? I mean, especially a guy that's actually played the game like Ross, you'd think that he would get a little bit more of that feel. And he yeah. he deserves credit for pulling the right triggers to this year, right? Like I don't I don't wanna there's people that are calling for him to be on the hot seat. I don't think so. I think this is a growing pains thing with him too. I really do. But yeah, I, I'm not I'm not quite sure. It's getting hard to defend when your team's in a playoff race and hard to trust when you look at it like next season, right? With a team that might have more expectations going into next year, can we trust that he's going to make the right decisions come September, come October, when right now it's very fair to to question if he is making the right decisions or not. I, I think that's fair. That's a great point. It's kind of a scary thing to think about because, you know, you're thinking about next year. And if you do have a manager that's not able to utilize this talent that is clearly there in this ball club, it's just it would be very unfortunate. But like you said, I think he pulls the right strings at times, especially with the bullpen. I think that's his strength. He's learned usually to pull the right string in the right situation. And he has the feel there. But the offense side in the lineup construction, it, it just feels like they don't quite have that correct yet. Um, and then also, like, placement of um, fielders. I don't know if that's, like, with him or anything, but that also – they can probably dust that up a little bit as well in this next season going into next year because um, the shift was eliminated, but there's still things you can do. We saw it with the Diamondbacks. They're really good having their guys exactly where they need to be. Mm-hmm. I think that that's another thing. Um, but overall, like you said, I don't think he deserves to be on the hot seat at all. I don't think that this was a terrible season. It's something that growing pains would be a great way to put it. It, it was We were expecting to have this type of year where there was going to be nights where we're like, oh, you know, this, this could have been a lot different if we would have just done this. But it's a growing pain, so... I just hope this last little stretch of baseball is good because they deserve it. They really do. They've worked really hard. They've had a lot of moments in which, you know, you thought it was going to be over and then they totally turned it around. So it's been a roller coaster of a season. And I just wanted to end on a high note. 
Me too, man. Me too. I think it still can. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give up on this team. I will not do it. We will put ourselves through this misery every single night because that's how sick we are. That's how sick we are. It's the truth. The guys are going to be at the game tomorrow. Cubs on tap. Crew will invade Wrigley once again. Uh, me and Nick won't be there, unfortunately, but you, you will have a good amount of the Cubs on tap crew uh, in attendance in the bleachers at Wrigley Field. So hopefully, maybe that'll spark something, Nick. Maybe tomorrow yeah. is uh, you're facing a guy who has made like four starts all season with an ERA close to 10 for the Rockies. I don't care that Jamison Tyon has been – he's had a brutal season <laughs> pretty much for the most part. Just yeah, about all um, yeah, I think – I don't know. Do you have any final thoughts on this game tonight, though? Because, like, I mm. I don't know. Specifics are kind of escaping me at this point. I feel like Hendricks deserved better on a night where he, he grinded – through a game where, it, you know, he didn't have his best stuff. It was pretty clear, I think. But he also didn't have his worst stuff either. Um, it's tough, man. I, I, I feel like Hendricks has always been one of my most – like one of my favorite pitchers to watch in the game. I don't care that he's a Cub. I don't. If he was on the, a different team, maybe we wouldn't be paying attention to him as much because of the type of pitcher he is. But – you really learn to appreciate someone like Kyle Hendricks over the years, just the type of career that he's been able to have. And I look, it's not over. He's not done pitching with the Cubs. And I don't mean to make it sound like that, but it could have very well been his last start at Wrigley in a regular season game. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to show a masterclass pitching performance, just watch Kyle Hendricks. Like he just makes you, appreciate pitching even if you're a guy that you know you're just not into that you can watch kyle Hendricks and you can appreciate pitching a lot of his early on starts with the cubs like just dominate he would just dominate a ball game and it was so cool to watch i hope it's not his last one there because he was also like one of my favorite pitchers to watch he's just been what what I think so interesting about him is he does not have everyone knows he doesn't have you know the overpower stuff but he's just a craftsman he's the professor he goes out there he just gets you another way so I I love that about him and I think he deserved better for tonight I think that ultimately earlier offense would have prevailed in this one but just gotta move on I haven't lost hope either I'm just as sick as you man I I want to see them just destroy the Rockies go out there and do what you need to do the Rockies have in past years really been a thorn in our side so use some of that fury kick them while they're down and just take care of this series all right let's keep the show clean but I want to know something that's clean that you can share what's the sickest thing that Nick has ever done that's clean <laughs> like rated E because I feel like we need to do some pretty sick things to get this team back on track. What's the sickest thing that Nick can say that he's done with keeping it clean? On air? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> on air, Nick. We don't want to know about, you know. You know. We don't want to know um, about Hmm. You got me stumped on that one. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking about, you know, a clean kind of along the line sports way. 
I mean, I'm sick for the Cubs because I've been a fan my whole entire life, never wavered, even when I was young and it was horrible and awful, and I'll continue to do it. I think that's just as sick, but I'm also, you know, I'm a Bears fan as well, sick, as well as Bulls fan, sick. So when you're a Chicago sports fan, you're just, that is the sickest thing that you can do right now. So that's what I'll go with. Dude. There's, it doesn't get sicker than being a Chicago sports fan. Let let us just – anyone who's in the comments that's a fan of another Chicago sports team, and I know Scott Crawford is, and probably is probably other ones in here too, it doesn't get any sicker than that. And I feel like every conversation I have with anyone who's a fan of another team makes me want to puke because they have at least one team that they're a fan of if they're not all the way through and through Chicago sports, they have at least one team that they're a fan of. They could be like, yeah, yeah, we have them. It's not bad. Yeah. We have the, well, the Cubs are not bad. I'll say no. the Cubs are not bad. We're not saying that, but right now it makes you feel like you want to puke. So anyways, um, where was I going with that? Yeah, we need to do some sick shit though. Like I'm talking like, like the sickest food that you've ever eaten that like won't, won't make you sick like i'm not you're not gonna go out there and eat you know bad sushi or something or like bad you know like some gas station sushi <laughs> yeah gas station sushi <laughs> like some old fish like no let's let's not do that but um anyways i just hope they pull us pull us out and get on track i think they still can they still have a good solid core lineup here and the guys can get going the offense is still Got that fire for the most part. Would like to see some minor tweaks. Going back to the Master Boney thing and the the Canario thing, I think Canario, like you look at Master Boney tonight, that one air, I think we can agree that he's he's a better defender at third base than Christopher Morell is at this point. I think we all would sit here and say that that's definitely what's keeping him at third at this point. But when you see a play like that, it makes you wonder, like, Okay, is it worth it? Like, is it worth it to not take the risk and play Christopher Morrell at third base and put Canario at DH? Because I don't, I don't know. It might, it might just. I know this is hindsight after this game in particular, but might just be worth it, man. Just go with it. I feel like that's that's kind of where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I've always been that way. I'd rather have the bat over the glove. I know the glove's really important, but, like, the bat can swing the the game really quickly. So, you're right. I would have gone with Morel at third for sure. I, I think that what, – what do you have to lose, like you said? If you're going to have an error or a big swing, like a big home run in, in a big moment. So, I agree. Yeah. Well – We'll see what happens tomorrow. Any, uh, I don't know, final thoughts of this game, or should we look at it tomorrow for this next series? I don't even know. I don't think I have any final thoughts for this game. <laughs> We're going to have to just forget this one, just let it wash away, because this was pretty sad. Just the way you said that, like, it just, <laughs> like, oh, I don't even know. Like, let's just stop, I guess. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's just at some point, like the L's just stop. You just got to stop taking L's. I don't care how you do it. Stop taking L's. It's loss avoidance. I don't, it, 
it doesn't matter to me how you do it. I love the fight. Again, love the fight at the end of the game, but not enough. Someone needs to step up in that bullpen. You have to. Someone, two guys need to, at least two guys. And I think Merriweather will find it again. But you need yeah. two more guys to step up. And hopefully it's Stroh. Hopefully it's Merriweather. I hope Leiter can somehow figure it out. Um, Alzali would be beautiful to get back. Smiley being a multiple inning guy. Yeah. Smiley's been. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't really give Smiley the flowers. He 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 deserves some bullpen flowers. Yeah, he does. I think he's been solid. So, and he in his career he's actually been really good in the bullpen. Um, surprisingly, he's been pretty solid in the bullpen. So, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Um, on that note, though, we should probably look ahead to tomorrow. The games that we will not, or the game that we will not be at. Um, Ron's texting me. What are some of the topics from tonight's show? Ron, we're live right now. Where are you at? (laughs) (laughs) Some topics are this sucked. (laughs) The topics are we're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm kidding. Um, He's probably at like Murphy's after the game and just get like drowning. You got to wash this one down. If I didn't have work, we'd be, yeah, you'd be washing this down. It was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Score six, lose, pretty always an awful thing. <laughs> pretty always awful. <laughs> I I need to find out what that dude's name is that's pitching tomorrow for the Colorado Rockies. I had it pulled up. Let me just go ahead and find it again. Uh, I know it's tie on for the Cubs. It is Noah Davis for the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. 9.5 ADRA in only 20 and two thirds innings pitched believe he's only made four starts. Yes, four starts, six games overall. He's toggled back and forth between the minors and uh, the majors this season, and he's a, he really doesn't have much big league experience overall. So no this excuse. is a good opportunity, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. Good opportunity or no excuse. You can look at it both ways. <laughs> you could. I don't know what Scott's saying here, too. Uh, about Tyon, that's that's good juju. That's good. That's positive thoughts, right? Positive stats. Tyon has a 1.88 ERA in his last five starts at Wrigley. Did not realize that. Thank yeah. you, Scott. I love that. Um, don't jinx it. <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know much about this kid that's pitching. He's got long hair in his picture on uh, his MLB. Stats page, long hair. Don't know much about him. He didn't pitch last time against the Cubs. So, yeah, you couldn't take care of business against the Rockies at Coors. You better do it at Wrigley, and please do it in front of the guys. They're going to spark some. They're going to spark this little new streak, I feel like, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. They're going to break this uh, bad juju that's over this team. Yeah, let's do it. Um, there were some other comments up here that we kind of missed, too. I don't know if we should go back. Uh, Hank Rodriguez, we appreciate you. Relying on Tyon to pitch well this weekend is going to make me go through all my top-shelf tequila. <laughs> all right, I'm with it. Um, yeah, then David Snyder, before that, the choke continues. Failing in every aspect of the game except hitting maybe. 
defense, running, pitching, managing, clutchness, dot, 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 fail. Everything's a fail. All right. Well, we're still, we still have to end this show on a positive note. So let's do that. Let's end the show on a positive note. Nick, what do the Cubs have to do tomorrow to win? And then who's your fly the W pick? First, Tyone, you know, he just has to be solid. Doesn't have to be great, just has to be solid. And then the Cubs need to just have a great offensive showing. Something that can put this all behind them, give the boys, our boys, a good show. Uh, I want to see some great homers and change the tides because it, it's it's felt like we've been taking a lot of L's. And at this time of the year, you just got to get in the right hand or the left hand column, however you can. Literally, however you can, like you said, you just got to get the wins at this point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's loss avoidance, like we said, it's loss avoidance. You got to win. You have got to win. I don't care how you do it. I do think that there's a possibility if you go into these series against the Brewers and against the Braves that they might ha- not have much that they need to play for at that time like yes there's still home field advantage i believe the the braves will be playing for the brewers won't be at that point they have the division locked up at this point um you you just have to get that wild card it's very much still it's all wide open at this point um so yeah get w's we'll see what happens i'm not going to say that they're going to be throwing those games but it's an opportunity for them those two teams were locked into playoff spots to basically rest pitching, rest regulars if they want to. Maybe their pitchers don't go too terribly long. Maybe they only go four or five innings, and then they just pull the plug on them and say, hey, we're good. Let's kind of skate towards the finish. Maybe we could take advantage of some of those games. But you can't go into that series, those two series, with bad momentum. You can't. So – First, first things first, first order of business, take care of it tomorrow against the Rockies, get a W for the boys. Um, yeah, there's some new owner comments in here. I mean, I, I don't know. We're, I'm not there tonight. I'm not there tonight. We're, I, we're in a bad mood, Nick. We're not there, though. Um, not quite there. <laughs> Milwaukee has their big three starters, Scott says, against Miami this weekend. True. I did see that Woodruff would be pitching um, – so is it Woodruff tomorrow, maybe? Because Woodruff would be pitching one of the games against the Cubs. I think the way that I looked at it was Woodruff, Peralta, and then Hauser would be pitching the Cubs series. And I think on the Braves, it was Bryce Elder, Max Freed, and uh, oh boy. It's not Strider. Strider's not pitching that series. He's not lined up for it. Um I don't know. I had it written down. Forgot the other guy. Anyways, does it matter? Cubs lose another one, 8-6. Final score, tough one, multiple fake rally night. Cubs have lost 10 of their last 13 games. Now that's the title of this show. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. Nick, any final thoughts? And uh, after your final thoughts, sign us out of here the only way we know how. My only final thoughts are, you know, Turn this shit around and fuck the eliminated Cardinals. <laughs> fuck the eliminated Cardinals. I love it. By the way, we're sponsored by ONTAP. Sportsnet. We are Cubs on tap. At Cubbies on tap on Twitter. Nick is at Nick underscore on tap. I am at Joey Knows Nothing. Follow everybody else at Loose on tap, at Juice on tap, at Teddy Freddy 270. Um, 
Darren says, I got nothing. We got holes. Go Cubs. Nick, that wasn't the right way to sign us off. Say it again for the people in the back. Fuck the eliminated Cardinals. Let's go Cubs. Let's get a win. Thank mm-hmm. you.